Welcome again to another installment of The Nameless Podcast. It's me, Samuel Forrest Butler, and I'm joined by three wonderful men here. This is Jesse Mueller. This is Rick Martinez. And I'm Taylor. Rick, are you not proud of your Latino heritage and not wanting to say your whole Latino name? No, I just... I mean, I guess you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a second, I know there's a Pablo there somewhere. Dude, I'm a Mexican kid. That's super whitewashed. I grew up in an all-white community. Rick just sounds more professional, and I like it. Uh, okay. There we go. Okay. We respect that. Way to, way to renounce your childhood. Or <laughs> renounce your roots. No biggie. JK. Hey, I said Martinez. <laughs> you did. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Guys, Rick is not from Utah. Dun-dun-dun! Where are you from, Rick? I am originally from Marietta, California. That's Southern California, but now I live in... Sunny, sunny San Diego. Which is even more Southern California. Yes, it's almost Mexico. <laughs> it's <laughs> yes. Some would say it already is. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. We're going to give Mexico the zoo, okay? We'll give them the zoo if they build the wall, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if there was something slipped in that that uh, like government shutdown stuff in one of those budgets that they want to go through. If he has it somewhere, <laughs> listen, Mexico's going to pay for it. But they're taking the zoo. They, we, ha- we had to make a concession. Concession. After, Har- after Harambee, I don't want any more zoos in the United States. None. <laughs> we, can't have another, we can't have another tragedy happen on American soil. Listen, Harambee had secrets of the Clintons. I mean, I know Harambee quite well. One of my favorite people. I mean, excellent gorilla. I mean, I've known plenty of gorillas. You know, King Kong, Mighty Joe Young. But Harambee was special. Okay, he was a special guy. That was really impressive, Jesse. <laughs> Yeah. So we actually, so I, I'm obese and I'm impulsive, and I bought it, some Sour Patch Kids at the gas station, and Jesse just did a little trick, and I thought he was going, he threw up the Sour Patch Kid into the air, and I thought he was going to miss it, and he did not. So excellent. I snapped out and got it. Mm. Rick and I are colleagues from the good old Mish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good old Guate, Guate, Guate. Yeah. Uh, Rick, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, from California, um, yeah, Mexican kid, whitewashed, as you can tell. Um, yeah, man, I... Hashtag not my Mexican. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, man, I, so I I grew up in Marietta, grew up LDS. I served my two-year mission in Guatemala, um, with Sam, and, uh, fortunate enough to stay on the righteous side of the mission when it split. Dun, dun, dun. I became a sinner. Yes, you did. Instantly. Yeah. <laughs> Just by going there. And with one fell swoop. Him and a third of the hosts of the Central Mission became... <laughs> nah, man, that was huge. That was that was huge for me. I, I would have been... Uh, I'm, I, there was a lot of good stuff that I learned from going there. I met good people, and I learned a lot of lessons that I couldn't have learned in the first mission. But all jokes. But yes, it was it was definitely uh, a little bit more rough. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, and then came home. I've been doing door to door sales for shoot almost like four and a half years now. Dang. Doing solar alarms, pests, you name it, I've done it. Have you ever worked for Vivint? I have worked for Vivint. Does I that make worked... you a bro? I think I was Vivint bro. bro. I think I was a bro before I started working at Vivint. <laughs> I am the bro. <laughs> you so think when, being... you're, when you're doing these sales jobs, I went to one for 
first light energy in California. And the thing that I noticed is a lot of people would drop out of it. So the person trying to sell you on coming out and doing the job for them would say, yeah, people who complete our summer sales program end up with this amount of money on average. But then after going out there, there were not too many people who would complete a whole summer. How many people did you see, I don't know, leave early on because they couldn't hack it or you know, leave later if they weren't making enough money? Because it sounds like you were successful. Um, honestly, it just comes down to a numbers game. Um, any recruiter, anybody that tries to get you to do door-to-door sales or any sales in general is going to give you the average numbers. But what they don't tell you is that those numbers include the experience reps. So that just messes up with those numbers. Honestly, what it comes down for me, um, at least with my guys, is I mean, honest, just being honest with them. Like, you explain to them, like, yeah, it's going to be hard, but if you stick it through and you work at it, I, I'm more of, like, focused on, like, don't worry about the end result. Worry about what's going to get you there. Worry about what you can control and what you can't control being, like, studying personal development. And if you do that, you're going to be more successful rather than just going out, rolling out of bed, and going to go sell. Right? That's, a, that's a cool point because I have a lot of friends who've done um, door-to-door sales and um, for a lot of them I think that was probably the biggest pain point was the lack of transparency from up top and mm-hmm. the uh, they, their expectations were totally not legitimate and it, and it was handed down from somebody else up top so that's that's cool to hear that that's not how it always is in that industry because mm-hmm. some people can kind of stick to that narrative the whole time that they're just going to fill your head with the nonsense. Like the whole running joke of like, do you want to know how I made 80 grand in a summer or, you know, because you can, you, I've known a lot of people have done really well for it and, you know, but they knew what they were getting into and they had, you know, tempered expectations. So, but to answer your question in a group of 20, I would say maybe like two or three go home at the end of summer. Wow. That's really good. And, those are the two to three that actually can't make it through. They go home. But then you have, like, the five to six guys that stick around that are just kind of like, um, I hate to use this word, but they're kind of like the cancer of the team. They just bring the mood down. Uh, kind of right? half-hearted and just. Yeah, half-hearted. They're, mm. they're just there so they can say that they finished their contract out and they can get paid on their back ends. Oh, and right. Then you, and then you have the guys that are with any opportunity, they're going to take the day off. So you probably get, at, in the group of 20, maybe, like, I mean, obviously, the top five that continue working, and then you have maybe five or six more that are, like, trying to be better, and then the rest either go home or they're just there just to be there. So, so prospects-wise, so you've been doing this for about four and a half years, right? Yeah. Uh, where, do you, where do you see this going? Um, it's honestly just, like, a stepping stone for me. It's just, like, a vehicle to get me to what I want to do. So... I'm more entrepreneurial-minded. Um, I mean, my goal is to just own several businesses. This is just something that's going to help me, like, develop the skills I need in life. And be honest, it is kind of like a comfort thing. I mean, I just know how to do Agreed. it. Agreed. I understand that completely. So it's just one of those things you just get complacent. You get comfortable where, where you're at. And, you know, that's just what I do. But uh, for me, it's just a way to, I mean... I don't work many hours really throughout the week and then I make decent money doing it. So it allows me to later in life open up and do something else. 
that's understandable because I don't work like I'm not a slave to my job, but there are certain benefits to it that keep me there. And it's a comfort zone too, because I've vented with everybody and their dog about like my gripes about work and stuff like that. And they've always said the same thing. Like, why don't you go somewhere else? Like, but it changes hard. I don't want to change. I don't want to go somewhere else. And it's kind of nerve wracking because I've, I've literally put all my eggs in one basket so it, it, it is a little intimidating to think about going somewhere else or trying something new, but I guess it is what it is. Jesse, have you ever done anything sales-oriented? No. <laughs> I was thinking Did about it. Did you this. just kiss my microphone? Uh, this is actually my microphone, oh. so it'd be 100% acceptable if I wanted to. You can... Okay, fine. I'm Fine, you can do that. Never mind. Uh, Sicko. Listen here. So Jesse's <laughs> never tried, never failed. I've tried once, failed, left after two weeks, I think. Basically, the thing was, I wasn't making money initially. I knew there was a job when I was younger. It was in a college that I did sales. And I was like, okay, every day that I'm out here, basically, I'm losing like 120 bucks per day that I'm here because that's how much I would make at home. So after that total was like starting to approach like a thousand dollars, I was like, nope, can't do it. I'm done, and uh, headed home. But uh, they paid for the trip out there, and they paid for the not a hotel, just like a rental place we were staying at. And uh, so all it cost me was a plane ticket home. Met a few interesting people around there. One guy who worked for a tile that makes those. You know, find your oh yeah keys, those find oh. your phone if you have the tile. Oh. So I got to meet that guy who did uh, work for them and uh, then headed out. Huh. Yeah. And I and then what Taylor said is very accurate. Yeah, I've I've never tried, never failed at it. So that's because yeah, I just I I really don't have a desire to do it. I like meeting new people, but I don't like the idea of sales. Um, it's a weird industry because. You see a lot of, it's all, like, the money thing always comes up. It's always, like, mm-hmm. you want to make money, bro? Like, that's how it was not my job. Like, during orientation, they're like, you write your paychecks. I'm like, well, I mean, kind of. Like, to an extent. Mm-hmm. But then you also get a lot of crooked stuff going on half the time. Where, like, honestly, people making pitching, shady deals. If you, yeah. I, yeah. I've seen it time and time again where people, they think that it's benefiting them in the short run. To throw some baloney idea out, and because they know that they can take advantage of the person and make their ends meet, that's a real thing that you that that's that's tough. That's a tough thing that happens in the sales world. But I mean, being honest, I've never really been a shark myself, but I've done well. I've done well enough. I've gotten like company recognition and all that stuff. Um, So I mean, not it's it's not too terribly difficult. But I'm then again, I'm not money driven. Really, that's not my biggest. It's important though. Don't get me wrong. I do think money is important. Well, I'd yeah. like more of it. Well, we. I think we could all. I think we all naturally. Which, if you're listening, we would love money. So <laughs> hit me up on Venmo or Patreon. Jk, we don't even have an account up yet. Nope. But Venmo or Cash App. Venmo or Cash App or Cash. Oh yeah. Or Bitcoin. 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 Bitcoin currency. You know what's funny is in one of my classes this week we we're kind of doing introductions. And one of these guys was like, yeah, I'm a finance major and I love cryptocurrency. And the professor just started to talk mad crap about him. Like, 
I bet you lost a lot of money in cryptocurrency, didn't you? And the guy's like, I mean, yeah, it was really high at one point, but he's like, you know, I still have a decent amount left. But cryptocurrency is not going anywhere. That's no. that's just going to stick around for longer. Like that's, and most, I mean, you are going to have highs and lows with any type of currency. Or any kind of economy. Right? Taylor is actually the resident Bitcoin expert. Taylor is actually the resident expert on a lot of things. So I have one Bitcoin, a little bit of Ethereum, Litecoin, and a couple others that I don't remember. I can still access it. I just don't remember what they all were. But basically, that Bitcoin that I have is free because once it went up enough that I could recoup what I had initially invested, then I pulled out the initial, I can't remember if it was like, it was around $3,000 that I had put into cryptocurrencies. Mm-hmm. Now, whatever it's worth, that's how much I've made because I've, I've pulled that $3,000 out. So now, if it repeats what it's already done a few times, typically what happens is after it crashes and kind of settles down is the next peak is about 15 to 20 times as high as the prior peak, which means 19000 or, say, 20000 times 20, cash it out and buy mm, a house. Yeah, it's going to be high. Okay, funny story. Super funny story. So this is last year during the whole Bitcoin boom. Taylor is looking to find a mining machine, okay? He's looking around, and he finds this ad on Facebook. Was it Facebook? Oh, yeah, it was Facebook. They had set up an account for advertising, and I can't remember if it's different than the actual, like, page account, uh-huh. but it looks identical to, uh, it was Antminer. Antminer makes these, uh, or Bitmain. Bitmain makes the Antminer bitcoin miners Uh so what they had done is set up this advertising account with facebook set it up with the same name as this official facebook page and said hey we have these bitcoin miners in stock at the time they were going for about twenty seven hundred dollars and you had to transfer bitcoin to them so i click on the thing the site is identical and then I'm like, oh, these are in stock. They're a bit cheaper than normal. I think it was like two grand, maybe 2,200 in Bitcoin. So I click through, open my Bitcoin wallet, transfer the money to them, and then I keep on clicking around. And then eventually, like, I can't remember if it's that night or the next day, but somehow I figure out something is not right. I look at the URL, and the URL is perfect, except for they use a foreign character that has a tiny little dot above it. And I must have mistaken that dot for a speck on my screen. So that URL was a totally fake website that looked identical to the Bitmain website. Oh, I remember how I figured it out. I went to the Bitmain website, typed it in myself, and they were out of stock. So I was like, how the heck is this same website showing in stock here and out of stock here? And at that point, I was like, something is going on like you got mm-hmm. putin this is not right so he got putin out of over two thousand dollars worth of bitcoin and the biggest kick in the butt was the day after i looked up a way how i could have saved myself if you transfer a bunch of money with bitcoin and you don't pay a high fee for it to be transferred quickly it'll take about 24 hours and i knew that The trick is, is if you go on another wallet app, pay the extra fee for it to be processed quickly, and before it's processed and sends to them, you send it to a different wallet that you control, pay the extra processing fee, 
and your account will be empty when the first transaction tries to go through. Ooh. So I could have saved it, but by the time I had read up, because I was Googling all over how to reverse things, and everyone's like, no, it's irreversible. It's not. It's, yeah, it's irreversible once everything is confirmed, but during that roughly 24-hour period, you can pay a fee, send it quickly somewhere else, and uh, then it'll be gone by the time the people who hacked you or cheated you or whatever try to take it. it Craziest part of all of this, Taylor didn't show any emotion. He's like, oh, $2,000 gone. Like, wait, what? Wait, two grand gone? Like, I, you were so composed. I lose a dollar, and I'm about to have an aneurysm. Like, dude, that was crazy. You should play poker. That's how the poker guys are. Well, it's like there's nothing you can do. You realize your loss, and it's like, well, I mean, am I going to cry about it? No. Yes, I'm going to cry about it, because I'm broke ass. <laughs> so, that's like, that's like, if, that's like if I were to lose one of my guns. Like, one of my guns that I've spent well over a grand on. Like, if I lost that, I, it, people would be, heads would be rolling. Like, I would be barreling through people like, where'd it go? Like, <laughs> where's my gun? Like, like Batman in the dark. Where is it? <laughs> where, where, where is, is it? it? We don't know where your guns are. Not only the fact that it's usually just a bad practice to be losing your firearms, but all... Oh, yeah, that too. Because you don't know where that's going to end up, and if that comes back to you, it's like... Uh, ATF's at your door. Jump, jump, jump. Open up! <laughs> Let's see. No, we're still good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Mueller, we have uh, <laughs> we have some questions for you. Uh, your firearm was found at the scene of a murder? Uh, would you care to explain yourself? You're like, nope, nope, nope. Uh, hard nope. Which, to me, they should treat that the same as cars. So more people die in cars every year than get shot. Correct. So the thing is, if someone, especially if someone steals your car, <clears throat> I mean, and think about it, how how irresponsible are most people with their car? If horribly, you, if horribly, you horribly. Could, you could probably Utah drivers. into most people's houses in Provo. Mm-hmm grab their keys and run out because so mm-hmm. many people they don't lock their doors it's not like they're hiding their keys they're hanging right next to the door mm-hmm. or they're sitting on a table or somewhere else so what you're saying is we should become car thieves well i'm saying people shouldn't be held liable for someone else being a bad actor with their property mm-hmm. yeah. well and, and there's a whole thing that if, if your firearm were to be stolen uh i mean i can look over to one of my firearms right now um, if you were not going to hear it or yeah. something, then do you not have any liability or what do you have to do? Do you have to prove that it was like locked in a safe or something? No, pretty much all. So like, let's say, let's say that this firearm right now, like for whatever reason, somebody breaks in and steals this. Um, what I have on my computer is that I have all of the, um, and for those that you're not seeing what you're what we're talking about, I'm holding up one of my, one of my handguns and, um, I'm pointing at, uh, the, basically it's serial number. What standard procedure procedure is to do is to take that serial number. So I have all the serial numbers on all my firearms on my computer. And then I would take that to the police and say, hey, this gun is missing. Here is the make, model, and serial number. So if this, if that same firearm is then later found in, it, like, like let's say, like, let's say. At the scene of a crime. At the scene of a crime. It's like, like all right. Exactly. Then you're pretty much, you know, good. Hmm. So the moral of the story is don't lose your Bitcoin, don't lose your guns, and don't lose your temper. Yeah, pretty much. No. And lock your doors. And lock yes. your doors. Yeah. Hide your kids, hide your wife. 
That was such a funny movie. That was not movie video yeah, video that was the old viral youtube yeah. viral back yeah. in the day where you're like you're pushing a million views and now it's like those are rookie numbers you gotta like, you gotta you know step up your game crazy stuff crazy stuff okay um there was like some uh oh, what's the guy's name some artist latino artist uh, osuna mm-hmm. and he has a song with romeo romeo santos yeah 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 i think it's el farsante yeah Great song, right? Dude, it's super catchy. I listen to it all the time. Popped up on YouTube, right? 1.6 billion views. 1.6 billion. You know the crazy part is? Osuna has multiple videos with billions of views. That's cr- because normally I just thought like Taylor Swift had a clip to that point and sigh, but mm. no, no Osuna. A lot of Latino artists have hit that point. Luis Fonsi did with, uh, with Despacito. Totally did. Yeah. Six billion on that one. Or five Dang. five billion. Well, I mean, to, to 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 paint the picture here for that is these they're probably being listened to in Latin America countries. Totally, one hundo. Where they don't have Spotify. Where yes. Paying for the Spotify Premium. Right. What's a free access to listen to music? YouTube. YouTube. It's still cool to think about though. It's still still super cool to think about. And it kind of it's it's cool because we think of stuff in like your Spotify streams. Like, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's cool to think that there's a bigger world out there, yeah. you know. People from all over the world trying to listen to the same exact music you are. Do we have an update on the Cowboys game? Uh, no. All I know is that Amari Cooper scored, and I hate Amari Cooper, so there's that. They are continuing to sports, and uh, <laughs> is periodically changing hands. Uh, you can see now that one has passed it to another, and, oh, they're going for another point. <laughs> oh. And yes. Both teams are sporting. Twelve really to hard. seven. Yeah, they're, they're sporting really hard. The Rams are in the end zone right now. Go Rams! Screw the Cowboys, especially Mark Cooper, traitor. Listen, okay, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I want the Cowboys to go on. No, I want the Rams to go on, dude. Hear me out. Okay. The Eagles were robbed the last time we beat the Cowboys. There were multiple calls that got. There was one where I think we recovered a fumble and returned it for a touchdown. They said he was down by contact, even though there was nobody around him. Um, and then, yeah, the, the rest of the game, it was just horribly officiated. And so I want a fair victory on the biggest stage possible, which would be the NFC championship. That would be huge. So big. I mean, especially cause on Sunday I woke up everybody in the house by going nuts after the, uh, the bears Eagles game where Cody Parkey and the words of Chris Collinsworth, the double doink. It's been a crazy NFL season, hasn't it? It's been crazy. It has been very nuts, especially for you as a Raiders fan. Yes. Spoiler alert, I am a Raiders fan. Spoiler. I've been a Raiders fan since I can remember. It's tough. I really feel bad for them. They had that good season two or three years ago where they were like, they would have gone to the Super Bowl had Derek Carr not gotten injured. Yeah. I mean, they had they had the makings of everything because Khalil Mack was... Khalil Mack was Khalil Mack. Amari Cooper would actually catch the ball. Right. Crap um, would kind of crap, crap himself. <laughs> yeah. He would get his chain snatched by uh, Akib Tlaib. Man, that guy is a thug. <laughs> He's a hood. Yeah. He's a hood. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> Man, that guy is hood. He's a hood. But... If you want to wait, just came to mind. You remember that song? Hood. Yes. Hood. 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 <laughs> Excellent substitute. <laughs> None of our skin colors permit us to say the word we were looking for. We cannot, um, we cannot be the most powerful podcast. <laughs> but yeah, good old good old Gorilla Zoe. 
Um, yeah, it's it's been a tough year, and Mac leaving was was crazy. Dude, I, Do I you, got sick. To I be honest, when so when when I saw that notification on my phone. I wanted to throw up. Now, do you f- do you blame him for wanting all the money that he wanted? I don't blame him, but I do blame the NFL for okay. big contracts. Yes. Hmm. Big contracts. Elaborate, please. So, Tom Brady. Sure. Does he have a big contract? Uh, not really. He takes pay cuts to sign on better players. Right. He doesn't make all his money from the NFL. Yeah, because he has endorsements. He has endorsements. Now, I don't know what, what all goes into it, but... If I were a GM, and I've said this a ton, if I were a GM, I wouldn't big, I, I wouldn't give out big contracts. I would work with different companies outside of the NFL to get my players endorsed mm. to make outside money. Yeah, that makes sense. That way you have a higher cap. And you get a better team. And you get a better team. And better teams produce better players. At the end of the day, players want to win Super Bowl rings. Yeah. And they get bonuses for making the playoffs. They get Not bonuses. all of them. Not all of them. Look at uh, uh, Le'Veon Bell. And Antonio Brown. Well, those du- those dudes. I mean, the Steelers could have easily. I, they have the talent every year to go to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but they're prima donnas. I mean, yeah. Le'Veon Bell. I mean, how much money did he leave on the table to? Because he had the franchise tag on him. Yeah. And then Antonio Brown just sat out at the end of the year because he wanted to get traded. So, so I mean, that that's that's just the thing is. I mean, you have the culture of prima donnas. That's true. If I were a GM or an owner, I would cut that crap. Yeah. Read the winning mentality. Exactly. And that's what the Eagles did. Because they, they don't, it, there's no, probably the person with the crappiest attitude on the team is Michael Bennett, who has. Which is Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett is a moron. He almost cost us the game last week because he slapped a dude in the face, or and, and on the helmet, mind you. He slapped a dude in the helmet right after some type of holding penalty or something. Like, it wasn't even close to the ball. And I think that it was, they didn't even get the, um, I think it was it would have been a three and out, but he slapped him. I've never understood that, stood that in football. Like you can assault someone who's literally going on the field to be crashed into. No, well, I mean that's that's was fine. It, he like disrespected him or did he potentially? No, here's the thing I don't understand. If you're gonna cause harm to somebody and get your point across, don't slap them where they have a helmet on, like with your hand. That like that's so, that's so stupid. I remember there was one time when I played, some dude wanted to box me. He like squared up. He's like he said square up. Now, I had it coming because we were winning the game, and he was talking a lot of crap, and I just kept saying scoreboard. And then he came up to me and said, square up, and the ref pulled us away. But uh, Are you sure he didn't say scoreboard? (laughs) (laughs) Scoreboard. But, yeah, I've never understood that. That's the dumbest thing. Like, you have a helmet on. You have layers to protect your head. Punching punching somebody will not do anything. I think at that point it's just a sign of disrespect. Yeah, because you can't really do much. That'll hurt somebody. Poke the eyes, like 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 Waterboy did. Yeah, Go for yeah. the jab, jab the neck. Captain Encino. <laughs> <laughs> Never understood that, but then again, football is kind of a meathead sport. Mm. I mean, I I will admit it. Yeah, that's true. Speaking of meathead stuff, lifting weights. All right. Dun dun dun. You know what? Um. I have done really crappy so far. I actually hurt my back not too long ago. Do you want to know why I hurt my back? Yeah, we want to know why you hurt your back. Excellent. I can explain. So I went into the gym with my buddy Kelly, and I hadn't lifted. I go through these time periods where I'll lift heavy. I'll kind of not lift at all because I'm 
not motivated and I'm obese. And, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I got back into it. it was my second week back and I was like, yeah, I feel great. This weight's just moving nice. And then, so I tried to do a heavy single of a weight that is, um, really high and yeah, it like really screwed up my back like yeah. bad. I'm an idiot. I don't know how to pace myself. Did you wear a brace? Yeah, I had a belt on. Yeah, um, harbing, harbing your belt. It's crappy. Yeah, I need to get a nicer one. Yeah. I need to get a really, really thick one. They actually make them in Amish country back in Ohio. Oh, look at that. They're expensive, though. I mean, listen, I have a strict diet of McDonald's cheeseburgers that I have to stick to. And if I don't stick to those. Actually, another thing, another segue. The no eating out challenge, this is the last day so of the week, and I'm doing great. Okay, can I can I please get some like round Wait, of applause this here? For one week. So yes, it's for one week. Yes, hear the applause. Yay! Yeah, and it's not it's not a resolution. Okay, it's not a resolution. But I realized that I was eating like two to three times a day, fast food or um, at some restaurant, and not only was my bank account like empty, but my stomach is also more flubbery than it used to be. So. By cutting that out, I think that's going to help. But to be realistic, so this week I'm going to do none. So got to get through today. Then next week I'll go out for one meal. And the week after that will be two. week after that will be one and then zero. So I'll just kind of go up and down. Because if I completely restrict it, I will go crazy. And then I'll go to McDonald's and order 100 nuggets. You'll, yeah, you'll binge. Like, wow! Now you tried replacing the food that you're eating with like home-cooked stuff? Yeah, that's actually what I've done the whole week. Like, start making burgers or fries at home. <sighs> the problem is you have to make a burger every day. Because, like, I don't know. I don't like having ground beef for the... I don't like it being refrigerated. It tastes, yeah. it tastes funky. Well, Chicken's great. Side note, side note, what you can do, this is a tip for everybody, paper towel, dampen it up, put it on top of your food, make sure it covers all of it, throw that in the microwave. Oh. It steams it, makes it feel like you just cooked it. Oh. Smart. And, Noted. <laughs> and you don't get all that crappy stuff because the microwave kind of like f's up your food. So, side note. Stinking microwaves. Yeah, See, microwave. now this brings up an interesting point to me. Uh, you so you you said that you you don't like the idea of having ground beef every day. No, 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 no. Or, like refrigerated ground beef. Oh, refrigerated ground beef. So yeah, because it tastes different. Even if even if I put it in the microwave, it tastes totally different. Frozen preformed patties. Cook one a day. Uh, like what we would buy at the store. But I like, so what I like doing is cooking it all, then throwing in the Tupperware, and then I, I don't have to do anything with it. That's what I so, like doing. Chicken. That's what I did this week. I yeah. slow cooked chicken. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the fam for hooking me up with the Wi-Fi enabled one, so I can oh. just, do I just control it from my phone? Dude, that's actually I feel like a, badass. I feel like a boss. It's like James Bond would do this if he settled down and had a family. If he had a crock pot, this is the crock pot that James Bond would have. If he had a crack pot. This is like Paul Blart's. <laughs> Paul Blart. <laughs> Paul Blart. But side note, another recipe: guacamole salsa. Yeah. And just chicken, dude. Oh. Slow cook that for four hours. Yeah. My best friend's wife makes that. Shout out to Stephen and Brinley. I cook it all the time, dude. It's the cheapest thing you can make with just some rice. Oh yeah, yeah. Because that's what I. So that's what I did this week. Um, my mom gave me a recipe for lemon pepper chicken. Mm-hmm. So I just put like two pounds in the in the crock pot, squeezed out a lemon, salt and pepper. It was delicious. So you can have delicious food, and it's not terrible to make. So I will try that out. Yeah. So guacamole salsa, 
and chicken. And, and, just, and just throw that in the crock pot for four hours. And then boom. Boom. And then I, instead of using rice, I cooked couscous. Couscous is delicious. Which was really what good. What the hell is couscous? Like Cusco? <laughs> Cusco <laughs> Emperor's new groove. <laughs> the Emperor's new meal plan. <laughs> no, okay, so it's it, it's like little fine grains, and they're circular. And so it's almost so, like rice. So it's essentially like quinoa. It kind of, except quinoa is kind of crunchier, yeah? So this is made from crushed durum wheat. Couscous. Wheat. North African Wheat. semolina Wheat. and grain. Whiskey. Whip. What? What way? Whip. Whip. So grain. Yeah, but that, Wheat. I bet that sounds. But it's good, and it was it was super quick to make. It takes like five six minutes, and then it's done. Mm-hmm. Dude, so one of the things I want to start doing, and I, I want to try this super quick simple meal, something you can cook in three minutes. Top ramen. That Boom. Is, that is somewhat healthy for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, MSG so, like, galore. Right, right. So what? So what my roommate does is he just gets like the rice packets that you just throw in the microwave, right? You steam your veggies. Like the, the steamables. Yeah, exactly. Like the steamables, and then you just cook up whatever whatever protein or meat you want, or you can chipotle, kind of like chipotle. Um, Costco has these like chicken bowls, kind of like chipotle. Throw them in the microwave for two minutes. It's got pretty decent protein, pretty low fats and carbs interesting point chipotle let's weigh in on this okay cafe rio and costa vida is ass yeah straight up booty 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 and it's not rocking everywhere (laughs) (laughs) it's but it's not okay i get it i get it people from utah want to be proud of their food okay they want to they want to have something that they are proud of Okay, but but it's not better than Chipotle. It's, it's not. It's, it will never be. It's blasphemy. I just had this debate with my buddy on the drive up from California. Utah food. This is what it is. Oh, I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna add unnecessary ingredients that would never be on it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Like what Mexican? If you're gonna promote Caperio as a fresh Mexican grill, uh-huh. Mexicans aren't gonna douse their burrito with sauce. And go one step above that and be like, oh, now I'm going to sprinkle some cheese on this. Wait, are you saying there's no bougie Mexicans? There are no. I'm not bougie in that sense. <laughs> I am super simple. Like, a burrito goes in your hand. Like, it shouldn't be eaten with a fork and knife. Yeah, that's true. I. But you know what? When I go to Cafe Rio, I do eat it with a fork and knife. I do. I get an enchilada style. Enchilada. But I will say their sweet pork is good. But that's it. Like that's honestly, it. But that's it. That's literally all I would eat is just rice, maybe some beans. But the beans aren't even that good. So here's what I like about Chipotle. It's quicker. Um, yep. A, a trip to Cafe Rio, you need to set aside an hour. A trip to Chipotle yes, is five it, minutes. It's going to be a half hour minimum. Like right. They're, they're, they're is that because it's busier? Because more people like it? I think it's not no. structured. Correct. It's not, it's not structured, structured to get people in and out super quick. I do all my Chipotle ordering online because the yes. Chipotle by my office. It's super busy. So I know what time I'm going to be at the office. Right. I just make it I just make it. And available. it's right on the app. It's and it's right nice to use. Uh, Cafe Rio's app. Have you guys seen that one? It's literally from like the Stone Age. It's like an iPod Touch app. Yeah. It's, it it's, still it, runs off of DOS. It's horrible. So, <laughs> so like when you go to place your order, it's super clunky. It literally looks like it was just off of an iPod Touch. And then on top of it, 
when you go to Cafe Rio to pick it up, you have to wait like a super long time to pick it up. Last time I went, it was 15 minutes yeah. for something that sh- it, I should just walk in and grab. But it's like a carnival. Like it's yeah. it, it's just people are all over the place. There's food flying in the air. Um, you know, it's 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 crazy. It's absolute mayhem when you yeah. go in there. And it's true. Every time I've gone, it's at least a half hour. Right. Costa Vida is not as bad. I would put Costa Vida ahead of Cafe Rio. Because no one goes to Costa Vida. Because <laughs> <laughs> they all Dishing know. Dishing out hard truths here. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Here's here's my opinion of it. And this goes until, uh, I guess, a, a thought point I wanted to ask you guys. Like, uh, uh, Me and Taylor have discussed this a lot. Um, I eat everything, right? Yeah. So, you like, do eat everything. So you are a human garbage disposal. So when Taylor, when Taylor, like he, Taylor cooks a lot. And so when he, when he asks me to like give my opinion, I say, all right, I'm going to try this. But just remember my opinion doesn't matter much because there's a 99% chance that I'm going to like it, whatever it is. And I like, that's, that's the same across the whole board. Restaurants, uh, home cooked, uh, home cooking, uh, food that my friends give me. It's like, it doesn't matter. Uh, 99% of the time, unless it's something that I specifically don't like, I'm going to eat it and I'm going to enjoy it. Ladies, take note. Be <laughs> single and you will eat all the food you cook them. Yes. Well, you know what? That's another interesting topic. Single life mm-hmm. in Provo, LDS world, oh, or just millennial world. What are our thoughts on, on dating? <sighs> kind, of a, kind of an open, open it's kind of form. an open thing. And then also Taylor with your grinder escapades, you know. I don't, I don't know. Do you? Do you? Are you on grinder? No. Is he I, on grinder? He is grinder. <laughs> <laughs> so I uninstalled all dating apps. At the beginning no. Of the year no, you didn't. For thirty days. No. To see how I felt about it. You. <gasps> you did a resolution. No. It's you did. See how I feel for thirty. You days. did. You a did it on. A resolution would be like I'm not going to use these for this year. You're okay. not using them for thirty days. Hmm. It's a resolution of 30 days. A resolution is like a year thing where like, oh, I want, I'm going to say I'm do this, going to do this, but I'm only going to do it for two weeks. So what, <laughs> For two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Evident by going to Vasa last week and yes. these little clowns, some kid was on the bench press and he was laying on, like his chest was against the bench and he wasn't bench pressing. He was supermanning with five pound plates and lifting them up. But the way that it worked, his range of motion was enough to where it didn't warrant him laying on the bench. And that is why I don't like going to the gym in the new year. Because it was awful. Side note, Vasa equipment is trash. I was at the one in Riverton. I swear, somebody came in and just lubed up all the benches <laughs> and all the machines. Because I was slipping and sliding, man. He was a Planet Fitness person. Probably snuck in like, ooh, greased up all the yeah. bars. Dude, because it's rough. Like, I'm okay, so... I lift, and I lift really heavy weights. I was putting up 350 on bench. So the last thing you want to do when you're pushing up that much weight is to be moving, like your back to be sliding all over the place. Because in one of those, when you're bringing that weight down and everything's not tight and you slip, you're dead. Oh, yeah. Like you are fucked. Something's going to hurt. Something's going to break. Something's going to die. May result in death. Yes. Which is not good because I have no life insurance and no regular insurance. So, ooh, yeah. if my brother's listening, um, Rick Rick is a potential person. <laughs> Anywho, you set yourself up for that one, homie. Expect a call from. So, anyway, so back back to where we're going. Taylor deleted all his dating apps for yes. a month. So Taylor tell us del- your experience. Taylor deleted his dating apps. Yeah. 
for continue. A, I would say more like a trial, like a trial period. Yeah. So for me, it was don't make a resolution. Um, one thing I did do is make a Google form and said, okay, just document how you feel every day, just so that I would know if there was any kind of correlation between not going to bed on time and feeling, say, less energetic or less positive the next day. But after uninstalling those apps, all I've noticed is I don't invest enough time being nice to people on Facebook. I use Facebook still at home because that was also uninstalled off my phone. Um, but it's a lot less frequent frequently because I'm not on it on my phone because it's not in my pocket. But uh, as far as dating and millennials, I would say it's just a bunch of like communication breakdown, lack of even initial commitment, like getting someone to say, okay... I will plan this specific activity with you, mm -hmm. bring, I don't know, like a few ingredients or something. Maybe it's different with, you know, guys and girls. It is. But with, oh, it is. With gay men, they will not meet someone to go on a walk in a public place and make food. That's too much for a first date. Oh, yeah. You have to see them at a coffee place for usually a pretty limited amount of time. Mm. And if you want to do something more than that on a first date, like actually do something... It's too much commitment, it's overbearing, it's uncomfortable, it's just, I don't know. I'd be cool with that. All right, so as a as a hetero man. Right. Uh, <laughs> for the other three of us that are straight here. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I will say one frustrating thing about being a dude, I feel like it requires way more work on a, on a, on a guy's end than it does on a girl. You have to plan everything. The guy plans everything. If you ask a girl, if you ask a girl to help you plan a date, that is bad. That's very bad. They look down upon that. Mm -hmm. Unless you're me and you're from California and you're only here for the weekend. Correct. I've gotten away with that. Maybe I should say that. I'm from Ohio. I'm visiting for the weekend. And can you tell me what the good stuff is to do here, please? Mm -hmm. Which I should because I don't know what the good stuff to do here is. Look, I just go to McDonald's all the time. You, you can honestly, and th this is what I do in sales. I've been doing it for five years. When I revert back to where it's it, when I see an appointment in my pitch or in my sale that it's not going my way, I just immediately immediately apologize. Like, hey, look, I'm sorry. I'm like super new to this. Let me just take a step back and explain it again. Just just take it with dating. Yes. You're you're meeting new girls. It's not like they know. Oh, you're Sam Butler. You've been living at this address for this <laughs> for this amount of time. Just revert. Just revert That's back. True. Like, sorry, I'm actually pretty new in the area. Like, any, any cool stuff? Like, Enlighten me. What do you like to do? Plan this for me. No way. Those are my favorite things to do every day. <laughs> I love doing goat yoga. Okay? Yeah, let's go do that. Side note, guys. Find yourself a chick that loves puppies and her favorite color is light tan. Can never go wrong. Specifically light tan. Specifically light tan. But yeah, I that feel... That was I, Libre re reference if you didn't get it. I, Shout out. I, I looked over it. That's my bad. Although I did say earlier, I was like, Ramses is the best. I don't remember the movie that well. That movie's enough, very quotable. So. There's no. two, there's a lot of stuff in there that I, I don't remember, but there's it's it's quotable. It's up there with Anchorman. Like, literally, for, for a date, for me, if I quote Nacho Libre and she doesn't get it, no second date. Ooh, that's a good standard to have. But yeah, I feel, I feel like men have way more to lose than a woman does. A man has to plan the date. Uh, a man has, he has to pay. To, he has Normally, to make the first initial steps to asking correct. out the girl. And if you're asking a girl out, you're pretty much implying that you have you you are interested in her. Mm -hmm. So she has 
basically... She has yay or nay on it. Right. The ball's in her court. Right. She could be like, nah, boy, get out of here. Now, given, I do understand that women have to, you know, they want to make sure that they are, you know, visually pleasing to the other party. I get that. I also get that it's nerve-wracking to be around somebody, you know, just... It, it, there's a lot of anxiety that goes into it, but... I just think dudes have a lot more to lose. Mm -hmm. Totally. And it's not balanced. I would say dudes have quite a bit to lose. But again, it's just the expectation or the norm or how people picture dating. Yeah. Especially here in Provo because it's the absolute worst. It is the worst. Provo dating is not. Yeah. Mm -mm. Mm Because it's it's non-existent. It's like you take this girl out and like in their mind and in everybody's mind, I'm taking this chick out because I see myself marrying her. No, like, like. Right. Chill. <laughs> right. Zero to one hundy. Zero to one hundy really quick. Like, can Agreed. a guy say, like, hey, like, I don't want to spend time with my roommates. I want to meet new people. Right. Like, I don't think that. I don't think that's an unfair assumption, uh, or, or 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 an unfair statement. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, sorry. So here's sorry, sorry, sorry. but in, in like in my case, in my case, right? Right. It's like, look. For me, both my best friends are married. Almost all of my friends are married. So what does that leave me? It leaves me with my two roommates. Yeah. One of them does who knows what. The other one is very, like, focused on a lot of different things all the time. So what does what do I do? Would I rather sit at home and watch Friends by myself all night? Absolutely not. Absolutely no. not. Negative. It's like, people need, like, social interactions. And right. why not? I mean, the last thing you want to do is just have a like hang out with just dudes yeah and it the other thing about dating too is even because in in theory if you are looking for if potential goal is not even merit like some people just want to settle down with somebody find their partner uh um whatchamacallit spouse whatever you're looking for ultimately you're gonna have a bunch of like just I wouldn't say failed relationships but I mean it's going to be a process to go through but you learn a lot about yourself by going on dates yeah but the problem is, is I think the biggest problem that I have with the Utah stuff is, I think I think Provo wise, is there's very skewed expectations about what people are wanting mm-hmm. from this stuff, and I also think the standard LDS man has like a vision of like an Aryan dude um, that has a lot of these um, qualifications. And stuff like that that you're probably not going to find. It's like a unicorn almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But everybody wants the unicorn. And when, you, when you're when you a rhino, like me, that's not possible. So, I, like, when I was in Ohio, dude, expectations were totally normal. Both girls that I dated who were LDS, but also non-members. I went on dates with a lot of non-members and very gratifying dates. Got to know a lot of great girls. There were some that, like... You know, we're in the picture for longer than others, but learned a lot of cool stuff. And there's a lot of times where just things ended chill. But like here, it's like a ghost town. Like Provo is the most haunted place in the United States because the ghosting is off the charts yeah. because there's horrible communication as well. Whoever mentioned that earlier, people can't communicate. And it's the the whole thing of it's the systematic approach of the DTR that the minute somebody wants to talk about their feelings, they're like, ah, they're DTRing. Oh, my gosh. Ah. It, it's it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I think part of that comes down to social media. Yes, one hundred. I think social media has destroyed Provo dating and like Utah culture. Agreed. Because there, you see these unicorns. Yes. But we're all rhinos. 
<laughs> or, or, or let's be real, not uh, rhinos, zebras, giraffes, <laughs> all, all the animals in the animal kingdom. Some, some ostriches. Ones, some ostriches, <laughs> right? Some kangaroos here and there. But let, let's be real. Like, everybody, social media has destroyed dating for that same reason. Because all these chicks want is that unicorn. That guy that goes to BYU that's, like, top of his class. He's going to, like... I don't know. The RM. The AP. The AP. The AP RM who's going to be a dentist or right. some, some crap like that, right? Yeah. So if anyone's not Mormon, AP stands for Area President, which is a leadership position. On assistant to the President. Mission. Okay, Assistant to the President. Correct. Yeah. And then what we say, RM, Returned right. Missionary. Returned Missionary. So who served a two-year Mormon mission. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for filling thank that you, in, yes, Taylor. Thank you for the clarification. But yeah, that's just my little ditty on the on the – on the Provo dating. Now, at the same time, I will say I have met a lot of, like, awesome girls that I've dated through here. And I'm not perfect myself either. Um, you did say you're a rhino. I am a rhino. I am thick with four Cs. I'm like, you ever watch Madagascar? Yes. You're Moto, Moto. Yes. Moto, Moto. I like them big. <laughs> I like them chunky. <laughs> so good. So do you guys ever think that maybe guys are in some cases shooting themselves in the foot? Because I notice it with people I date, and I think really, even if the girl has too high of expectations, what they're looking for is competence. Because if you can't pay for something now, how will you pay for it later? If you don't have a good career, mm-hmm. how are you going to have enough resources to take care of her and when she wants babies, multiple babies? So when I talk to people, a lot of guys that I see that I pretty quickly lose respect for they do things that kind of cue me in that they're not super confident mm-hmm. and they're not super competent. One of those things is maybe stop it if you're doing it or, you know, maybe you can rationalize to yourself why you're doing it, but putting ha-ha after things frequently in a text message is kind of this wet safety blanket where you're showing that you're not fully committed to what you're saying. It's almost like yeah. anything could be a half joke. So if you mm. say... I thought we could go to the movies, haha. What do you think? Haha. Ah. Haha. LOL. I, I see like, what you are, mean. Are you making a half joke? Like, oh, this isn't super serious because then you can say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm not super invested in you. So it doesn't matter if you say no. Taylor, what if I what if I was laughing when I typed that? Then don't type it to her. <laughs> Stop <laughs> laughing out, all the time. Plan, don't say haha. The only time, like, I would ever use something like that is if I was actually making, like... Making an actual joke. Making an actual joke. joke. Okay. My two cents cents is that I think people use... People and myself use humor to, like, alleviate kind of... Um, awkwardness. 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 And anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. But they need to solve the problem instead of having a half-committal method of communication with people. That's true. Well, like, another thing I would say whenever I would do that, it's when I would say, like, an offensive joke. To like one of my other buddies and just be like, dude, like you suck donkey, you suck donkey pangas, haha. <laughs> <laughs> lol, JK. Lol, 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 lol. But, yeah, but that's true. Like, but at least you. at least with girls, at least like when you're dating, right? Whether you date dudes or you date chicks, right? It just comes down to, and just like that level of maturity, I guess. Yeah, but that seems one hundred severely lacking. Because, it... yeah. It's just, it. it's, it's just it's bad. It is. It is bad. Because it's it's so bad that like I, I want to put it into words, but I can't because it makes my brain. You hurt. just have to be here to to know of it and to do it. I, I think I think that's just dating across the whole board. 
It can be not even not even just like say Provo culture. Well, because Tinder. Well, Tinder. Well, I mean Tinder outside of here is just hey kind of crazy. To Tinder, Tinder outside of Provo is you want to hook up. Like hey, right? Let's, let's, you want to smash? You want smash? Let me smash. You want smash? Okay, pet peeve. Pet peeve of mine. Mm-hmm. No, I can't even say it's a peeve because it's something that it's something that somebody has control over. All right, I know so many people in my circle of friends that have met their significant others through dating apps. Mm-hmm. It drives me nuts. The jealousy is real. Like, how are you finding success? Like, how? How did you beat the game? Did you use a cheat code? Tell me. Was it that Konami code? <laughs> Printed off the gamer facts. People and see, like, how does that work? Because usually with dating apps, girls will rate 80% of men as below average, unattractive, and I highly doubt most people read most profiles. Correct. I'll be honest, I just swipe. Yeah. I, I it's the first thing you're looking for is attractiveness. And that's why mine doesn't go too well because I ain't no Brad Pitt. I'm more of a Quasimodo-ish in that range. So, yeah, but looks looks are definitely the first thing you're, you're swiping up on. Totes. Yeah. And so to help with that, you don't even have to look stunning. For a lot of guys that I see, get a haircut. Mm-hmm. And do what everyone else does. Take fifty pictures and pick the best one. There's one photo. And smile do that four more times. You yeah. have to smile. And smile and take off your sunglasses. Take yes. off your hat and don't have dog ears or any kind of filter on. The second face. I see a Snapchat filter, it is it. it is down. Now change it now. <laughs> Looks through Tinder profile. Okay, but hat. It, mutual sunglasses, sunglasses and hat backwards. <laughs> All of that. Oh my gosh. You need to change, Rick. Good gosh. Oy vey. This is why I have no success. Thank you, Taylor. No, no success. <laughs> Dating world's weird. You know, there was one study that I heard about. I will never get where... <laughs> Very nice. How much? I, I will say that there was one survey that I heard about where basically, long story short, is that women found men less appealing than men find women. Because the men swiped up. Or to the right more on women than women swiped up or to the right on men. Mm. Correct? So right. women were less choosy than males were. Or picky. Women were picky. Okay. Well, they were, so they were more. Because men, men were more willing to be like, yeah, I, th- I find you attractive and you attractive and go that route. But women are like, nah. Mm-mm. No. He's not over six feet tall. Mm-mm. Or nope. 200 pounds. I can't. I can't remember what women scan for because to me it's almost like women should be slightly less picky on the um, the appearance front, and maybe honestly, I would be curious if women look at the job that is listed underneath mm-hmm. people's profiles as well. Because if I was planning on a family and if I wanted kids and I wasn't going to be working, socioeconomic status. Or if you put school one. down, if you put you're a student, because it implies that you're working towards something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So taco drivers, no go. But student working towards bachelor's or a master's. Instead of taco driver. Correct. Ah, there you go. Business owner, entrepreneur, hustler. Yes. But that's just my ditty on the dating stuff. It's, I'm just griping because I don't have a lot of success with it. And I love to complain. Hmm. Complaining is my favorite pastime. I want to, I want to, if, if I may. No. Just kidding. (laughs) Of course. Uh, I, I, I would say we, uh, we are, we're running short on time here. So did you want to, what's we've got what, five minutes, Jesse? No, that's, and that's why I was saying like, is there one, what, what one topic did you want to kind of end our, end our conversation with? Cause I wanted to, 
maybe we could do something a little well, bit let's more positive. See. What else do we have on the queue? We had video games. Women, <laughs> do not put pictures of kids if they're not yours. Oh, yeah. On that's... your dating app. I don't care if it's your niece, your nephew, your little brother, little sister. Don't do it. Don't. It's, it's, it's misleading. It's very misleading. But then they get you to read their profile, which is another thing that I look for. Because if someone makes a mistake and it was something that I already wrote about, then I know, hey, this person doesn't like to read. <laughs> a trap has been laid by the young wall. It's a trap. It's a trap. Speaking of it's a trap, I can't wait for Star Wars. match with a girl. Esso. Oh, she's got a filter. Yes. <laughs> we just said it. She's got a filter. <laughs> you match with somebody with a filter. That's okay. It, the, the, the same rules still apply. Anywho, spe- speaking of Star Wars. Okay. All right, the movie everybody's raving about is Bird Box. Three of us have watched it, right? Wait, Jesse, you haven't watched it, I haven't watched it. I don't really plan on watching it either because that's not my kind of It's okay. It's it's an okay movie. It's not... Here's the thing is that I feel like the story itself was okay. Where they did well was with the director. The way things went, like... Um, just the way everything was shot, yeah. visuals. There were some like, great visuals. Like the suspense in it made it that much. Because like, let's be real. You take that storyline and you put it into an early 2000s, late 90s movie, you're going to be making fun of that the rest of your life. Correct. Here's my, Okay, so here here's my beef with the movie. Number one, these sensory deprivation movies are getting out of hand. Because there was one that came out... Uh, how long ago was it where they're basically locked in the house and they can't say anything? It's, oh, it's, A Quiet Place? Uh, a Quiet Place, correct. A Quiet Place. Great movie. Huge plot holes. Mm-hmm. Huge plot holes in that one. But th- there was still kind of one of those things where like, oh, they can't talk. They're using sign language the whole time. Cool. That's the only other one that I know of. Mm-hmm. But they're trying to piggyback on the success of it. Um, don't Breathe. Which, don't, oh, Don't Breathe, that's what it is. It was Don't Breathe. It was Don't Breathe. Yes, so that was another one was Don't Breathe. So basically these movies are starting to get to the point where they deprive some type of sense and then that's where the movie is driven. I think it's cool, but it was so close to... Because A Quiet Place hasn't even been out a year, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, what, summer of last year? Well, let's, let's be real. Like These movies, these scary movies aren't scary. Right. They rely on sensory deprivation to make it scary. Right. Because what happens in normal scary movies? When it's a scary scene, it gets really quiet. Right. You cut out all the background, cut out all the background music, everything. And it's just like a super quiet, eerie feeling. Suspenseful. So, suspenseful and then, bah, something That's jumps true. out and scares the crap out of you. I just think that my beef with it is that it was a lot of the buzz that it started with where somebody, like people were saying it's groundbreaking. Like, this, this ain't groundbreaking. How? Like, no. For no. memes, yeah. For the memes. For the memes? For the okay. memes. The goofy memes. Uh, yeah. But let's be real. Sandra Bullock. Does not look. She's fifty four, and she looks like forty two. She looks like like late thirties, but that's Hollywood for you. But I, I I just think that it was it just it was okay. It just was not fantastic, and that's all people are posting about right now is just bird box, bird box, bird Freddy box. Freddy Krueger was dreams, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's so, a good point. Know, Nightmare on so Elm this Street. Has been ha- happening. I don't know, maybe a bit longer, maybe we could think of a few more, because that's like, if you can avoid it if you don't dream somehow. Well, what other senses? Uh, taste? Is there a movie you can't taste anything? No, but I'm, I'm, I'm calling That's it, a nightmare. If I couldn't I'm taste Cheez-Its, I would, I would die. I'm, I'm calling the next scary movie, or some sort of thriller suspense, is 
having to do with our mental health, anxiety, depression, something happens, and it's just something super relatable. Yeah, yeah. Because that's that, that's a big thing going on in the world today. I can see that happening. Health. I'm glad we're we're talking about that stuff you now. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Rick called it. So if any of you directors hear this, I want a piece of that. Pie. I want royalties. He royal. He wants royalties. Royalties. Royalty. 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 Um, okay, also, we have Marvel movies coming out. We have Avengers Endgame, Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel, Spider-Man. Game of Thrones, forget all that, dude. GOT, baby, I can't wait for this. I can't wait. The final can't season, wait. right? Yeah, this is the final season. Season 8. I don't know how to handle this. I don't know how to handle it being the last season. I will just worry about it once I get there. You know what I also Eight want, though? I want, the, I want the next book to come lot. out. I'm waiting just, like, I'm just as hyped for the next book to come out as I am for this. The show is ahead of the books. It is, but they are completely different story arcs. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was like season three or season four. It was just like, and we're splitting up. But I appreciate the creativity that was poured into both of those. But, I mean, yeah, it's good. Um, well, folks, it's been lit. It's been turnt, whatever the kids say nowadays. Lady Titty. <laughs> yeah. Lady McTitties. <laughs> Lady McTitty. Uh, <laughs> Rick, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you guys for letting me on. You were a great guest to have. Taylor, thank you for being technical and awesome and also providing a gay perspective for us. That's huge. Keeps us balanced. I feel like I'm kind of a not very gay person for being gay. (laughs) Well, 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 but you have the insight. You do have the insight. Mm -hmm. A little bit. You don't need to be like, Hi, like yes. super, like atypical, flamboyant, and like not everyone's like that, but they are homogenous in a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. But you, you have you have frequently proven that you re- almost not refuse to be homogenous, but you just break the mold. Um, I think that's what say. makes this group so special is that we don't fit into a certain mold. We don't. You're right. I don't have not a, mold. a single one of us. I wouldn't fit in it because. Because I'm chonky. Yeah, you're like Hispanic, but not Hispanic. Yeah. I'm gay, but not really that gay. And I don't know. I'm me, but not me. Mental health issues. <laughs> <laughs> like this boy's crazy! Jesse, what are you, but not you? Um, I am actually incredibly average. I would consider myself a good... Uh, Jesse's side of the room has an American flag and a whole bunch of guns and camo. He's like a redneck, but he plays video games and Dungeons and Dragons and is a heck of a lot more well-rounded. Ooh, than ooh, seem to ooh. Be. Yes. Speaking of which, D and D, D and D. I notched my first kill this week. You did. I killed did. a minotaur. By that my, was by that... myself. Okay, now backstory. The minotaur was terribly damaged, and we couldn't figure out why because I smashed its face in. And it couldn't talk. He sh- he killed it in one hit because that was all was needed. One hit wonder. Okay, I, I'm 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 saying so it. So we... was it like a mercy kill? No, it was definitely attacking us. He he just got the first hit on it, and yeah, that was that was it. It was super lit. It gored one of our other characters, and then he was like, "Yeah, no." Then I then I smacked it. Was it as lit as a tit? <laughs> I gave it the bad touch. Uh, that's okay. That's why I'm saying that on our next podcast, that's what we start out with. Just all D and D. D and D, just like for the first like, twenty minutes. Because we because we talked about it the first one at the end of the first one. Yeah. We wanted to talk about it, and then we didn't get to it this one. So we'll let's let, talk we'll about it. We'll let the it. story unravel a little bit more, and then then I think we'll have more content to go off of. Yes, indeed. Especially because I'm still super noob, and I'm like, what's what's going on? But I have a lot of experience to give. You do. So. Oh yeah, you do. You I'm do. like I'm 
a veteran player of almost, almost seven years. We'll so. have to we'll have to hit that up on the next one. But all right, folks, it's been cool. We will end this time. Sayonara. Toodles. Bye bye. Yeah. No. No. No.